Hey Wookie, where are you on sunglasses inside? I think I I think he can pull them off. I'm not sure I could. Yes. Or or I. I I think he's got it down. I don't know. We got sunglasses on indoors, and it is the weekend, baby. Team of Destiny, Virginia Cavaliers. Dabble, you going down, baby? <laughs> Let's go. Going down. Right, let's get this shit rolling. Momentum. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to go into a rolling start here because my co-hosts for the day will not shut the fuck up. But that's a good thing. We want them to talk. I mean, I wish we could have recorded everything we just talked about, but you guys will just have to wonder. You can't treat me like that. <laughs> Howie doesn't treat Mike like that. Okay. <laughs> All right? Oh, yeah. If you're going to try to turn me into to, to Mike, your Michael Strahan. Well, let me, you, you let gotta, me do the intro for the bit. people listening, All right. okay? All right. if, you've, if you've listened to the show before... We've got my Michael Strahan, <laughs> self-appointed, Nate Collins, former NFL player, former teammate of mine, former um, recruit that I had to show around at Virginia. And one of these days, we'll talk about the infamous, um, we'll talk about the infamous, oh, way to pull the mic in, hazing. The hazing? The hazing oh, don't situation. Start that. There Yo, was no yeah. hazing. Oh, man. We'll and then, and then we've got Coach Wookie McGrain, who is a friend of the program in a big way everybody loves having wookie and of course my high school baseball coach let's get right into it first person i got a shout out to shout out today is kyle long my brother who i'm not sure how old he is but he just had a birthday yesterday or two days ago um belated, big bro yeah big ha- little bro why well, here's the thing about kyle which i love he's not a big like what about my birthday guy and one of my biggest pet peeves is people that expect to be told happy birthday where are you on that? So, you definitely like to be yeah. called happy birthday. No, Just no. By- <laughs> I actually don't because I know for me, I'm terrible at birthdays. Me too. I'm terrible at birthdays, so... I've gotten to a point in my life where it's just one of those things where I know people have shit going on better than to worry about, like, your birthday. And if you take it personally... <laughs> That's like, a you problem. No, he's it's, letting other people well, off the hook. It's so yeah, that, a little so bit. So that he's off the hook. A yeah. little bit because at the end of the day, it's it's just how can I how can I get mad about who's going to be mad? Listen, at the end of the day, the problem with birthdays are in your entire existence. How old are you, Nate? I am about to be thirty-two in a week. And there you go. Hey, don't forget, early. Don't forget the, to tell me happy birthday. Don't, don't forget to tell me birth, happy birthday. Listen, there is nothing worse than an Instagram post that says "Happy birthday to me." Congratulations, you were born. Everybody walking around on the planet was born. Yeah. You find me somebody who wasn't born, and find me an act in your life that took less effort than being fucking born. <laughs> Hey, I mean, you just close your eyes and you go down the hatch like a water slide at uh, at King's Dominion. Do they have water slides at King's Dominion? Okay, yeah. What if you were like, what is it called, birch breach? Yeah, birch. If you were birch breach, you know that means that means that means. That means you you might have started. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if you were breached, if you were stuck, (laughs) or if you shot out of there like a cannon. Uh, You didn't do anything. If you want to have, if you want to do a happy birthday thing, give it to the go mom. Go thank your mom. Yeah, you know, like your mom did it. 
Okay? You didn't do it. You were born. I don't want to see any happy birthday to me posts. I don't want to see... I mean, like, listen, I, I respect it when somebody wants you to know, throw a party that everybody can enjoy look, their birthday. But you know what is fun to do? Yeah. On your birthday? What? Is turn off your comments on Facebook. People hate that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. People, people hate that, and it's so great because it's just something about birthdays too. It's an excuse for people who really don't want to talk to you, yeah. or communicate with you, yeah. to say something to see like if is he going to respond back? Or I said happy birthday. Yeah. What well, do people get? Take it personal if if you wish him happy birthday and you don't like the comment on Instagram or reply. I mean, like the whole thing is it's a feelings fest. Yeah, no. And my thing is I don't need a single person to congratulate but me. But what if we're having born. like an argument and like we're like bad, like like we're on like not that great of a terms and like should I feel obligated? But like yo, you're still a jerk. But happy birthday. No, you don't. You shouldn't feel obligated to wish anybody a happy birthday. I, it took me until 5 p.m. to wish Kyle a happy birthday, <laughs> and that's okay. It was fine with Kyle. I called. I'm like, "Hey, buddy, happy birthday! I love you. I'm glad you were born." Um, he's like, "Thanks, man. I gotta go. I gotta go do Twitch now." Which is he's he actually did a great job last night. He twitched, which is usually that's video games. He's talking over the video games, but he had a bunch of people watching and listening in as he was kind of live watching the, the Bears game. For people who like chalk and to get into it, they like the pod, they like fishbowl. We're going to do some live watches here soon. Yeah. Hey, and, and for those of you listening out there who, who like my big little brother, Kyle Long, how should we put him to work here at chalk? It seems like he's pretty good at this. He was good at the pod. Well, I think that you just need to Yeah, make but I was a... asking the people out there. Okay. What do you okay. think? What okay. Do you th- what do you <laughs> okay, think? Okay, guy. <laughs> Nate, hey, Nate's wearing sunglasses, by the way. Oh, man. Oh. Spotify this week. Now, this is something I'm into. Uh, Spotify wrapped, right? So for those of you listening out here, Spotify all of a sudden did this entire story, probably to incentivize you to ship off your your Spotify story and put it on your Instagram story, right? And it's, a, and it's a light flex to all the other, I think, DOP platforms. Like What's that? Um, digital like platforms, digital music platforms. Yeah. That when people post it, wouldn't showing that just this. Be, wouldn't that just be a DP? So, <laughs> so when people post this, it shows how many people are using Spotify. And then like you, it shows how many hours. Like, yeah. yo, flex. Yeah. Like yeah no no I I'm flexing I listen to a lot of music I'm gonna take a look right now I'm gonna take you through my wrapped 2019 my sound changed with the seasons and and you can do this after oh uh, that's whack I don't want this anymore because it's mine says the same thing I thought it was okay listen in the winter last year I listened to a lot of reggae classics a lot of Led Zeppelin uh, physical gra- graffiti was huge for me Kendrick Lamar. Then in the spring, I had uh, a lot of Bill Withers. Bill Withers Live, that I listened to that album at Carnegie on repeat. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Bill Withers is? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? Oh, it's just funny. You know the song, Use Me? Maybe if I heard it. Okay. It's one of my, my, my most listened to <laughs> songs of the entire... In the fall, I settled in and I had uh, you know a heavy dose of Outcast. I had some Freddie Gibbs. I had uh, a lot of the Sturgill, and I was on a big Blind Melon kick. The one lucky artist for me was Led Zeppelin. My top artists were Led Zeppelin, Kendrick, Sturgill, Pearl Jam, and Outcast. Very chalky in a way, no pun intended, because those are popular bands. I I don't feel like a hipster shouting those bands out. No, 
Um, You're definitely a hipster. I'm a world citizen when it comes to my music. Borders disappear, and I'm genre fluid. That's that's very good to be in 2019. Mm-hmm. Genre fluid. Rock followed by funk, followed by hip hop, followed by indie folk, followed by outlaw country. I'm more than what meets the eye. And I love these songs the most. Purple by Suge Otis. No Quarter, Remastered, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> In the Light by Led Zeppelin. Use Me, Bill Weathers. And um, Aretha Franklin, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Was I having a tough year? <laughs> Freddie Gibbs, Palm Olive. One of the most fire rap songs I've heard in the past five years. Fire. 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 Enunciated. Um so they made me a playlist. That's nice of you guys. Your podcast, CTE Radio, is one of my most listened to podcasts of the year. Congratulations. Look at, look at that. Uh, and then they thank you. And then they say, uh, we've spent a lot of time together in 2015, 10,000 minutes, all the way to 2019, 36,000 minutes. <laughs> That's 27 hours of Led Zeppelin this year for me. You know what was big for me was... In the Light is probably my favorite Led Zeppelin song. You wouldn't know the song. McGrain, would you know the song? No. You'd know if you heard it. Um, and Mindhunter, if anybody watches Mindhunter out there. Do you remember? Did you watch Mindhunter, Nate? You, you mm-hmm. watched Mindhunter. I did. Remember at the end, there's a Led Zeppelin song with the synth- synthesizer going crazy for like a whole minute. It's like at the end of season two. Yes. That's In the Light. And Got so it. that put me back on a heavy physical graffiti kick um and the music that defined the decade for me was it says sturgill simpson in my morning jacket shout out to mmj and my artist of the decade is sturgill simpson so this has been i listen to a lot of music and i guess everybody figured that out who do you have on your thing so my for the decade nah give me just just you know so top artist the baby the baby. <laughs> Jim Jones. Dream oh my God. Dreamville. J. Cole. And you, then Stunner for Vegas. So in two thousand I don't know who that is. Okay. He's one of the baby's artists. Did the baby the baby killed a guy, right? Yeah. He in did. Walmart. Yeah, self defense. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> you listen, it's the Wild West, man. The Wild West rules. Guy comes into Walmart trying to kill the baby. Do you know all the personal stories about Led Zeppelin? Personal? Yeah. What are you going to quiz me? No, I'm just saying. No, nah, I mean I'm not. I'm no historian. Okay. Well, um, he has good music. Who we're talking the, about music? The right? baby or Led Zeppelin? The baby. Well, how did we get back to the baby from Led just, Zeppelin? That was, a, that was. I don't know. So I'm going to ask you this: Who was the fifth person on your list? Um, Stutter for Vegas. Who the fuck is that? So he's one of the baby's artists. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's he's a baby's artist. So you're listening to more Jim Jones than J. Cole in 2019. Um, yeah. How do you think people feel about that? Well, I'm actually not, if you think about it, because I have Dreamville and J. Cole on there. Mm. And Equitable. J. And J. Cole is Dreamville. Like yeah. he's part of that group. Yeah. But it's something where I'm just kind of venturing out, listening to more than just the main artists does, on labels. Does Jim Jones out of the entire Dipset group, is he doing the best in his personal and financial and and career, I have, I have career life? 
Do you think he's come out of the Dipset era the best out of the, the whole gang? Not a fan of counting people's pockets. I'm not but... talking about the pockets. No. I'm talking about when you see Jim Jones on Instagram, no, he seems to be happy. No, absolutely. I yeah. think he does great at marketing. I think he does great at what he does in his lane. But I've always been a huge fan of Cameron, his marketing, just like him being kind of the agitator. But I think they do a you good mad? job. Yeah, you mad. And Cam made $3 million off of socks, bro. Not into pocket watching, but he knows how much Cam made off of his socks. Um, Shout out to the Dipset. Were there any other any other mit- metrics there? Um, top genre. Pop Are we rap. forgetting Hell Rel? Um, he's still he's still part of them. Okay, he's still good. with the Dipset. Good. Yeah, that's good. He's more hear. he's more in a, like a managerial role. You loved it. He had managerial written all over him, man. This all guy is the glue. Hell Rel. Okay, shout out to Hell Rel. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Greenlight Podcast. Make sure you head over to Spotify and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I want to I want to talk about public bathrooms, a hard right turn from um or a hard left turn from uh Spotify wrapped. Uh but some people listen to music on the shitter. This could work. Um my wife told me that I was disgusting because I use public bathrooms you're so, shamelessly. You're so disgusting. You, I, I like, you're so disgusting. I cringe. Okay, first okay. off, is it all public bathrooms you won't just plop down on? On the, on the, on the. It has to be an absolute, an absolute emergency. Like a church. And then. It has to be like. And then I'm sorry to say it, I'm killing a, a small tree with the amount of toilet paper I'm putting. You're gonna on put on the. Seat. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Here, here's the thing: what's that doing for you, really? What are you accomplishing there? Um, walk me through that without being just graphic. It's probably just a peace of mind. Are you putting it in the front? Not to be too disgusting for the male listeners out there. You know, but you know you, what that's for, you right? Have to tuck that. But you know that's what that like. You know and when you pull tuck, that thing out. I'm just saying the you, tuck. You're gonna hit the porcelain. A lot of people. <laughs> no, but look, a lot a of touch. listen. A lot for of people, some of us, it's gonna go in the water. So did you know this? So a lot of people don't know. <laughs> yeah. When and I'm in that boat. <laughs> but a lot of people don't know that you when you pull out. Podcast, listen, yeah. when you pull out. The like, like the the sanitation paper that yeah. they have, that front flap is for that reason. Oh, really? A lot of people don't know that. Oh, you you might have changed see? my mind. And you see, and that's why, because that's one of the main reasons is that's why it's gross. Because if that even touches, like to me, I feel like I I, I don't know that. It what are the odds off. though that you you put all that toilet paper down there? Mm-hmm. You pop up. You're at a big dinner or something. Not that I do that, but like you know, if you have to go, you have to go wherever it is. Worst case scenario, you're going to end up with some uh, crumpled toilet paper in your khakis there. Um, that's I mean, why like, that's, that could happen. That's why I'm just not from a- like getting caught. You know, it's just gross to me. You're making a gross situation grosser. Get it over with. Take a shower when you get home. Some Dial soap. You know, no Old Spice shit. Like real Dial antibacterial. Just get it over with. What's and, wrong with Old Spice? There's nothing wrong with that. I just don't think you know the the shower gels are, are getting it done after you take a uh, take a dump at, at, at a public stadium or or at a, at a uh, you know Bush Gardens again to mention Bush Gardens. I would never. What's the scariest place to use a public bathroom? Train station. It has to be a sporting event. Worse than a train station. Mm. 
Depends on where this train station is. New York City, absolutely. <laughs> That's scary. And you are from the tri-state. I am not from the city though. Like we have Metro North. We don't really have. I I don't know. I don't I don't know. But I I think it it'll all be. So you you but in summation, your toilet paper. It doesn't really matter where your toilet paper. I would think that regular day people who are going on the train station, they're going to be more courteous than the drunk like stadium at a stadium. That's a, a good, stadium. that's a good point. Statistics uh, are your friend here, Chris. Yeah. There are actually no more bacteria in public toilets than in your own home bathroom. For sure. Thank you. You could, it's easier to I'm, get sick. It's you get sicker from an elevator more so than a public toilet. So what are you going to do in an elevator? You going to just go in there in a big plastic bag? Bro, no, but they you take know, his man, side I'm a, on the, 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 the seat cushion thing. Oh, on the seat cushion, yeah. or whatever we're calling it. The yeah. The, oh, they they do take his side. They on. do. They say that there are skin-borne. Uh, commu- you get pinworms. Staphylococcus. Yeah. yeah. Staph. They, they support him here on you, that. We know about staff in locker rooms. That's like the biggest. That's like, we do. oh, my God. Like, someone has staff? That's like the one thing I can, I, can, I can probably say for people, like for a football player, if you have germs or if you're scared of germs or anything, if you hear the word staff and someone has staff, you know that's serious enough. Like, yo. You can lose your arm. Dude, stay the hell away from me. You remember, can die. Remember we, when I was playing, what happened to the dude? On a serious he sued, note, he I sued. A, yeah, yeah. Well, somebody I played with lost part of their foot. And they, I yeah. think it was over staff. Like in Tampa or something like that. They got into... But you're not going to get... I, I've never heard of somebody getting staff from a public bathroom. Here's another fallacy, I think. <laughs> Everybody's worried about public bathrooms, right? I think we're, we're looking at the wrong thing. These germaphobes, and I am a germaphobe. Are you all germaphobes? No. No? So I'm not. You sound like a germaphobe. Listen, I'm not, but, here's, but I, keep, I keep hand sanitizer on me all the Okay, time. so here's the thing. What do you do when you eat an apple? I buy them cut up already. All right. I'm sorry. Play ball here. You don't you don't just like there's an apple, you're starving. It's a you know, like I think apples suck, by the way. Okay. Pears are better than apples. Fair. Try them them cut up already. All right, I'm just saying, if you have to eat an uncut piece of fruit, what are you doing to wash it? Um don't don't answer the question because of how I'm asking you. Just tell the truth. Depends on what it is. And the shirt rub. Do you hand sanitize it? No. Do you rub soap on it? Nope. Okay, so Just you run that hard so Charlottesville obs- tap water over it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're obsessing over washing your hands with antibacterial soap or hand sanitizer, whatever the fuck. And you just run your apple under the water, no soap, and you just gnaw on it. That makes no sense to me. There. I I have I I can up I can up one for you. What? I think it's crazy that for men, depending on <laughs> Oh boy. Listen, <laughs> people harp on us. Get the washing. bleep out, right? Listen, <laughs> get the Nate. Well, people, people. We're doing harp. a thing called Nate. Okay, we're, so we're people. Nate some things, and, and nating is when for his listen, entire think, sentence, just he just think goes, about it. you know, like when your, your TV is. No, you'll like, like this. this is a, you'll like this. You'll like this. So think about it. Oh. They harp on you washing your hands as a man, like going into the bathroom. But think about it like this you get in the shower, you're clean. Your members in your pants all day. It's the cleanest t- part of your it's, body. It's clean. It's the cleanest part of your and body. And you're harping about me washing my hands when I'm cleaning. Listen. I'm touching like the cleanest part of my body. By the way, for the record, <laughs> we all wash our hands. Here. No, for sure. But isn't? But sometimes when I leave the bathroom at a gas station, whatever, I'm like, 
yo, I gotta touch the the towel thing. I gotta oh, touch the faucet. Exactly. I gotta touch the handle. The airborne dryer they say is the worst. That no, I that's and one of my pet peeves. Thing in the I hate dryer. that. Oh, this yeah. thing. I don't care how many trees it's saving. Touching the door afterwards. It's awful. Out. And 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 those things are not for guys with big hands. So like when you do that, yeah, you touch the sides and like the thought of touching that when Just, you're going up. And everyone else's dirt and drip just so, squeegeeing so, down in there. So I've been, we've been in the bathroom long enough. That's kind of uh, the germ talk. I don't know how we we got there. How did we get there? Oh yeah, my wife thinks I'm disgusting for using public bathrooms. Um, it's it's less disgusting than like crapping your pants. Absolutely less disgusting, right? Because yeah. when you gotta go, you gotta go. What about farting on air oh, airplanes? I, I'm and so hold, anti and hold, that. And holding it in cause him. You'll hold it in the whole time on an airplane. No, I mean like. You can't I hear go farts to the on the airplane. To fart? to fart? Yeah, on the airplane. I think it's really cut it out. Cut I, it I out. promise you. I think bro, it's really out, I think it's really inconsiderate to be in a metal tube with people and shard your pants. That's Not what people, shard. If you got people a fart, are bro, the, you some gotta, of the some out, of the bro. farts that you smell on these airplanes nowadays. Cut it out. <laughs> like, there's no way. The problem is they got these Hudson News bro, farts. You used to fart in meeting rooms. Hudson News. You used to fart in meetings room in, in college. Me- yeah, in a meeting room. I don't give a shit how you guys feel about my farts. Oh, a- my goodness. Also, I was 22. Is there things you did when you were 22 you'd like to take back? Bro, listen, bro. Are we going to hold I- me over the fire for the sins of a 22-year-old? Well, we're going to go into, you think I'm stupid? You think the people who are listening are stupid enough to believe that I you get up, and go that to you get up to fart anytime you're on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know how that sounds? It sounds like I'm considerate and you're, not a hypocrite. Bro, there's no way that you do that, bro. There's no way. I bet you he's like, I can just squeak one out real quick. Nobody will know. Yo. Nah, bro. I'm just telling you. And here's the thing. You're gassy on airplanes. That's the, the food you eat in airports, the, the pressurization... It is prime time for people to be just letting off silent but deadlies. And I just think it's just especially it's disgusting. When you... Let's talk about this, this, this weekend coming up. We got this. AC... Going down, Dabo. Listen, this is the podcast. This is an exclusive podcast nationwide for gloating about UVA winning Woo! last week against Tech. And, and wow, now we're, wow. we're going to uh, Charlotte this weekend. Nate is going to Charlotte. You are not going to Charlotte. I'm not you? going to Charlotte. Can't decide. It's not that I can't decide. It's it's the season of crit, of uh, kids events and plays. Yeah, yeah. Not not taking anything away from Jess, but Meg gave me the the go ahead. But my kids aren't doing any organized shit right now. Okay, my with Waylon and my permission slip got signed. Yep, we both and, got the permission slips and signed, sealed, delivered, and ready to go. I'm excited for Charlotte. I'm very excited for Charlotte. We are 28 and a half point dogs. Of course, Nate uh, is undefeated as uh, the flag guy. <sighs> How did that go last week? You ran out the flag against Virginia oh, Tech in the it Commonwealth was Cup. Absolutely awesome. And then I got raised from raised. From running the flag out to also being able to be at the coin, coin toss. But I which, think you kind of just went with the flow and showed up at the coin toss. You know, like, sometime, like, you just got to... You got to take what you can, like you know, like it's it's one of those. It was hey. one of those opportunities where it's just like, hey, I'm out here, and they're like, hey, go out, go out, hey, man. Tell the viewers or the listeners uh, what your attire was, starting at the the shoes. So. I had to keep it real New York, and I was out there in the butters, and for all you listeners out there... Just say it, for the Caucasians. For all you listeners out there... Caucasoids. Butters are construction 
original style Timberlands and not really meant for running or athletic type of um, situations, more for working. I think we fought in Tim's, by the way. I think I was wearing Tim's tonight. That's the hazing story. Yes. Look at that. So basically, I've done a lot of things. Like, it had, tell you had the hazing Tim's, story. I don't know if you want to hear it. I mean, well, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, you, you made my lip bleed, but not a lot, bro. It doesn't matter. I was an 18 year old. So. I was 21. Okay. So here's the story. What's the difference? I, I'm a freshman at UVA and we're about to get a new locker room and the older guys, they have a, before camp, they have a tradition of, Hey, we're going to haze the younger guys, whatever. Not going to get into too much detail. You know what? Let's leave this out. Let's leave it out. We'll just leave it out. You'll have to wonder what happened with me and Nate. But it ended up in... A, a, this wasn't hazing. This was... We finished the hazing finished, part. Finished the hazing and then, part. And, 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 and Chris the was feeling... And Chris no, was, we brought. we used to bring gloves. Yeah. And, and, and the upperclassmen, we would have like a boxing night, right? A little yes. boxing night. And it got rowdy. And then, and then the, the and freshmen Chris, showed up, and we were like, any of you freshmen want a piece of any of these upperclassmen? But so Chris they, is the one saying it, and he like grabbed it, and Chris was like, yeah, who wants to box me? And I guess he thought that no one was going to say anything. No, I thought I was going to kick somebody's ass that night, and, and I know, that's what happened. And everyone's looking around, I was like, I'll box him. And as soon as I like let the words out of my mouth, everyone in the locker room, it just turned into like a heavyweight belt. Like Everyone yeah. was like... Yeah. 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 We had and, the we had the we had the light gloves. So if we, you, yeah. whatever ounce that is, it's really light. Like you get hit by these, you feel like you got really hit. Don't recommend it. I think about it all the time on both spectrums. How hurt we could have got, how much trouble. Yeah, you could have you like, been you could have been badly hurt. No, I absolutely <laughs> could. The way he was swinging at me. Yeah. <laughs> and it was something where It was probably a, it was something like a draw. I would I would call it a draw. I I want to say I won because I I believe in my heart I did, but yeah. I also want to be fair to you. No no no. I think that like you, points, you drew blood, but I hit you with a lot of mean shots, a lot of body shots, and a lot of <laughs> side of the head, a couple of haymakers that like I I just think about man if he'd have really hit me like. We probably would have been on ESPN because yeah, you sure. knocked me out cold. Everyone gets scared. I could just see it, like everyone running out. But you did. You caught me in the lip. One caught of them with a nice so, little jab. So, so, the, so he hit me with a nice jab, like right off the bat. We were kind of circling each other. You know, there's people yelling. It felt like a scene in um, what the fuck's the movie where they play Russian roulette in Vietnam? <laughs> uh, Deer Hunter. It felt like the end of Deer Hunter, which you wouldn't know because you're a, a millennial. Um, Deer Hunter at the end, like it's just people crowded around. Making bets. Nobody was making bets on the fight, but it had that like, like we were in Thailand or something. No, it really, it it really was. And you think about it, it's a movie setting. And the funny thing is, just hearing it from other people's perspective and yeah. just think about, it, I know at the end of the day, when it was all said and done, like me and Chris, kind of like after this, first off, sixty seconds of boxing when you're not a boxer. And like you're just gassed. throwing haymakers, completely gassed. like about to throw up gas. It was it was a minute twenty. <laughs> it, it whatever it was, no, not it a was long. 20, it was two minutes. I don't know how long it was. I remember I know the at video. The, at the end of it, like we kind of like looked at each other and like we hugged, and then everyone in the locker room, we kind of all got hyped up. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and the cool thing was. I showed Nate on his visit. We're boys, and then nothing. There was it was no big deal. That's a, that's how I think. How many my podcast is, co-hosts have fist had gotten in a fist? Fight? I don't know. I don't know how many, but we that, we probably have that, that. That probably started our like 
I mean, from there on, I, I know I gained like I, I definitely gained a lot gained of respect, respect from Chris. And Chris, yeah. like after, was just like, I didn't think anyone was gonna grab the gloves, man. Yeah, and, yeah, it's the man. Is Nate's the man? And then that went from being cool, and then we realized that they had took all of our clothes, and we had to walk back to the Cavalier Inn <laughs> in underwear. <laughs> <laughs> underwear and socks yep. a block and a half yep. to find all of our clothes tied together so about 30 people 30 kids clothes kids you're grown men you look, can go to look men 18 years old you go to war nobody gives a shit strings. You, there's 17 year olds in iraq there's, that don't give a shit about your 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 we get back to the hotel and there's 55 pairs of shoes 55 shoes all tied together by them, like of all of us that we had to like undo. It was so hard. Talk to somebody in the depression who was great depression who was eating like a fucking uh, tumbleweed and living in a in a in a shed. But we excelled that year. Hey, that's the last time we had nine wins. Oh yeah, you're right. Look at that. That was that was team team building. And speaking of big wins, nine wins, Bronco beating Tech. Let's go. I did guarantee. That Bronco would have a lifetime. Hey, knock at the door. I need the, I need a room at the house tonight. The Casa de Long. Mm-hmm. He can sleep at the house. And I Bron- got a guest room for him. Bronco. He can come with his toothbrush, toothpaste, his overnight bag. Could be ten o'clock before school night. It could be. It's a no questions asked scenario. No questions asked. You know how they do like the after the show at like the Draftsman and yeah. at, like Buffalo Wild Wings. He just got. He got. He got to pick a night to do a sleepover, and you yeah. guys got a pod. Yeah, 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 for sure. But you, you got to ask him intimate questions. I want to know more about Broncos since we'll he's going to we'll be do, our coach. We'll do for a fishbowl. We'll do a fishbowl by the fire at my house. UVA PJs. You know, he's. I'm getting ready. I like that. Yeah, I mean, like Bronco, you're always welcome in my house. Uh, I know Bronco is not a cussing guy, and half the stuff we talk about on this hey. podcast, he'd probably be a little bit of ashamed. Of. Here's the funny thing. But you are welcome. Don't assume, bro. Bronco, wouldn't it be funny? What if, what, if, what if Bronco's just the worst house guest? <laughs> and he just shows up. Hey, He's Chris. just reaching in my peanut butter jar. <laughs> but like, I one up you, man. You said I could stay. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Imagine him knocking on the door and just being like, hey. Listen to loud heavy metal <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night. Metallica. You ever seen the Dave Chappelle and Wayne Brady episode? Like, what yes. if he's like Wayne Brady? What if Brady? he's Wayne Brady? What, what, if, what if that? What if Bronco Mendenhall is Wayne Brady? <laughs> and you just go in there. And you just yeah. wanted to. Co- you just. How like, about Dude. Desmond Howard busting that line out on College Game Day? Yo, so great. What were you thinking? <laughs> the odds that Lee Corso or Kirk Herbstreet know the Wayne Brady skit. And Fowler, is Fowler still there? Like, you are on set with some of the whitest individuals in the media, bro. Yeah, but... And the I mean, kids that you're making, you're, 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 you're dropping this line in front of are all 17, 18 years old. They know Chappelle's about it. Chappelle's show came out. They know about it. Most 18-year-olds at college game day, I guarantee you, did not know the skit that Desmond Howard was trying to reference. <laughs> to say on national TV, is, is Wayne, Wayne Brady, Brady going to have to choke a bitch? It's so great. It's so great. Is Wayne Brady? There's just some things that we agree upon that you can that only are okay to say in (coughs) in funny movies, and they're probably not okay anymore. They do they do a lot of um or skits. They do a lot of play on words with that. Um, if people notice it or not, when they talk about Djokovic, there's one um they do like in that is don't know where you're going. It's kind of scaring me. No, Djokovic, like they like make that that whole thing. I want to talk about Thursday Night Football uh, a couple nights ago. Uh, oh, 
Orange Bowl story, because we could go to the Orange Bowl. We're probably going to the Orange Bowl, by the way. Orange Bowl, yes. What happened the last time me and you went to the Orange Bowl? Yes, you were gracious enough to invite me to Orange Bowl when Tim Tebow played against the Sooners in Miami, Florida. And I remember being in the box, the Fox box, with your dad, Nick Lachey, and his wife or girlfriend at the time, Vanessa something. And Can we find Legends? out who that was? Yeah. Was yeah. Um, and Chris was taking joy in calling people because the game for us was live and it's <laughs> about like a 12 a second, second to delay. 15 second delay. I forgot about this. And any, I remember Tebow did something. He scored and Chris called somebody and just goes, Vanessa Manillo. Manilo, oh, yeah. She Manilo. was very nice. Yes. Nick yes. Lachey, by the way. No, yeah, it was great. Bengals fan, loyal Bengals fan, and was, a great dude. It was unbelievable. And Chris would call and be like, Tebow just scored and hang up. I forgot who you <laughs> called and he said that. And you could hear them and they're like, what? And it, and probably like 15 seconds later, you see his phone ringing and Chris picks it up and they're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, stop, don't do that. And he, it was probably some of my teammates. There was something about the national anthem down on the field because we were down on the field for the national oh, anthem. Oh, man. Were you not acting correctly? Um... I think I think you were doing like you were like that's so funny you were like filming back then I was acting on... like I was blogging and oh I was God. and I was filming and here's the funny thing about this I have on camera we're on the sideline and it's me Chris and in the background is Belichick and Robert Kraft oh and this is in Florida very close to the massage part. Oh my god! So I don't know oh if god. that video that I have is something. How long ago was that? It's a long time ago. I but wonder if he was going back then. But listen, I mean, it's there are. There's also the Orange Bowl. Yeah, could have been there for that. There's South Beach. There's golf courses. There's. I think everyone was manatees. there. Manatees. No, and Tebow. Everyone was, there. Everyone was there to see Tebow. I'm just not ready to go full deep state on the hey. whole Patriots front office being at the uh, the Orange Bowl in 09 or whatever yeah. it was. You never know. Uh, just that's that's a heavy <laughs> accusation, and it's one that only Nate Collins is levying here. Conspiracies, you know, that's my thing. That's a good segue into shit I saw, which is going to be pretty abbreviated. Uh, we have a video of you mentioned Bill Belichick, friend of the program. What up, Bill? No chance he's. That's one good. Th that's one thing I'm certain of is that Bill Belichick is not listening to this pod. Absolutely not. He has no time in his schedule. But he did hear that I complimented the team's travel on the Ringer podcast I did with Ryan Rosillo and texted me and said I heard that you were speaking highly of our team travel. Appreciate it. Hope you're doing well. Really? Are you are you being serious? Right yeah. Now? That's lit. Bill's the man. That's what I'm saying. That is lit. Bill's fucking cool. Absolutely. And then and then especially, you know, he let my guy go off easily. So I like him for that too. What person? Um, you know, Bennett. You know, they they worked it out. He got that's, traded that's to the what you heard. He got that's traded, to the, <laughs> traded to the Cowboys. Can we pull the Steve Belichick <laughs> thing up? Steve, God, of course, is the, is the coordinator. <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about how it correlates. It's just trying to do my thing and Joe Dirt. I think that that's what's best, so that's what we're trying to do. He and Waylon have the same you haircut. Your first football chore, one of your first football chores that he asked you to do? Yeah, I got a couple memories of those. Anyone share? Good? Uh, Look at this fucker. He's yeah, so uncomfortable trying to get something out of Steve. 
What's the best way to build? We laugh about him now. When did you first start watching film? <laughs> we you started when he was in high school. Um, uh, I've been watching it for a while. Uh, like I said, like football is my mouth thing. Yeah. I remember. I mean, if you don't see him, you think it's you think it's Bill. And I lived in Cleveland and just watching highlights, oh, learning, going into my dad's office in uh, Cleveland, spending time there, trying to watch film. Like I said, I don't think I knew what I was doing, but I was trying. So other kids are watching cartoons. You were watching film. Uh, Great I mean, question. Yeah, I, I dynamite. Just to spend time around football. Spend time. Dynamite question. Thank you, Steve. Figure I'll ask. Any shot you can tell us who's calling plays on your defense? I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy by the door. Hey, yeah, I didn't want to be in that scrum of reporters, but can we do a walk and talk? <laughs> That's the oldest trick in the book. Uh, intercept the dude who just had 50 fucking people around him. Like, off you're the, special. Off the record. Hey, off the record, man. Here, are you calling the plays in New England? <laughs> the off the record guy. What I wonder is why Bill doesn't just say he calls the plays because it's not something he ever really does. Um, by the way, Steve's the man. Love Steve. Really well-liked. Um, college lacrosse player at Rutgers. Part of that big Rutgers um, contingency. Shiano's back. Chopping wood. Chopping the wood. The state of Rutgers. Can you chop the wood the same? Is it, is it going to be like 09? Oh, I feel bad for those incoming freshmen. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, there's zero chance I would play for Shiano with the things I've heard. No. Maybe that's the 34-year-old me. If you think about it, how much money now would it cost you to go through a college training camp? It depends. Million dollars wouldn't do it. For who? Myself. No, speak for yourself. Bro. No, maybe maybe, maybe a million dollars. It depends on the college coach. A, Shin, a Shiano training camp? I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. You're gonna go your whole mixed, life without so, getting CT. So shout out, and then shout you're out, get shout CT out to like 32 years old. So shout out to Jamal Westerman. He always had great things to say about Shiano. Okay, this is the uh, you got. Yeah, you remember in your Rutgers contingency here, you have to you have to speak. Highly. You have a few too. The McCourty twins. I'm sure yeah, they would. I'm sure they would sh- say. I talk shit to the McCourties about but, Rutgers, but they probably say the same thing. People talk shit about Grow all the time. I love Grow. Grow is really tough. See, but he was tough, and we had tough camps. So that's why. And that's how why much money would it cost? Me. How much money would it cost you to to go to an Al Grow training camp? So my first year here, no I feel training. Like, no training. You just have to show up. That's how I feel like my first year here was, just getting thrown in the fire. And it was, it was, it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. We're on the Belichicks, and the big thing about Steve is he's actually a very good coach and a good dude that people like a lot. The chances of him calling the plays are slim to none. I mean, I don't know how much say he has or doesn't have, but for me, I always wonder why Bill just doesn't come out and say, like, I call the defensive plays. I don't why does know. it matter? I don't, it's a formality, but you could ask the same thing of Bill, who's not really sharing, you know, the full breadth of his responsibilities. But yeah, he sounds exactly like his dad. And what a shock. He doesn't feel like answering questions about, did you watch cartoons or did you watch film when you were a kid? The fucking guy is Bill Belichick's son. I can tell you a little bit about what it's like to be somebody's son and being tired of hearing about questions like that. Hey guys, you had a full week to prep and ask him questions. That's the best you got. Did you watch Snoopy or did you break down all 22? What a dumb question. They should have asked him if he cuts his sweatshirts like his dad ever. I actually uh, was one of the first people to do the cutoff sweatshirt thing. Yeah, I know. We talked about that. Yeah, uh, yeah Steve, great job dealing with dumbass questions. Um, how about uh, the guy that, well, you brought this to my attention. 
The guy in Minnesota? Yeah, greatest obituary I've ever seen. And what did it read? It said uh, so and so. I'm uh, yeah, so and so. Poor. He has a name. Let me pull him up. Yeah, the guy. The guy. Uh, the guy passed away, and you're gonna so and so December second or something amongst friends. <laughs> I, I have it right. I have it right here. Yeah, let's get it right. John J. Ford. Yes. Uh, age 86 of Plymouth. Passed away surrounded by family on December 2nd after the Vikings allowed 17 unanswered points. <laughs> That's so disrespectful. Survived by his wife, Jane, daughters, Ellen, Dick Henning, Mary, Steve, Bielski, and Julie Ford, John Fitzgerald. I love this. Everybody dies, yeah. right? This one's going to happen to everybody on this whole set, not to be, but not, not everybody to be a downer. Lives. Okay. <laughs> great, I mean, but great the, bumper the, sticker. The fallout from this has been amazing. Like the Kirk Cousins owes another apology tweets. Oh all yeah, that stuff. It's just. It's, but here's, hey, Kirk here's alone, the thing: man. we're 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 blaming Kirk for for the defense being for for our friend John Ford passing away. It's wrong. Let's talk to Zimmer and the defense. It's wrong. Captain Kirk has been on his game. Yeah, it's wrong. But I, what up, Big Goon? What up, Linville? What's what's going on what's, in there, what's, bro? What's, yeah, Big Linville Joseph. He's a stud. He's a stud. Now, but even Linville Joseph couldn't couldn't save John Ford. But he lived mm-hmm. to be eighty six, full life. That's a great life. And the, the cherry on top of full life is you have some fun with your obituary. Yeah, I'm gonna fun. do it too. I always say I'm gonna be buried in my Land Cruiser. It's going to be annoying as fuck for whoever's doing that whole deal, but dig a giant hole, put me in there with my Levi Garrett hat. Bro, by then, it's, that's, it's going to be so easy to do that by then. And, and by the time, by time you're ready to go, I think you're going to live a, a nice, long, healthy nice life. 200-year life. You're, you're very wealthy. You have, you have like the oxygen chanks and all that, but by then, you're not going to like this. You're gonna get buried buried by robots. They're just gonna cut. They're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna laser your spot you want out of the ground. Pick it up, and bro, just place that Land Cruiser. It'll right probably be nice, like a nice. It'll probably be like a vending machine. Yeah. You ever you, you, know, ever, you ever seen the ice cream vending machine? It'll be just like that. No. I when have, they open I up like for dipping dots, it open it opens guy. up the trunk, and then they. And like they vacuum and they're all sectioned off. Oh, then I'm going. Um, uh, who were those two? You're talking to an anti-robot who those, guy. Who, telling who, him that he's. Who were those put, two women that drove the off truth. the cliff? If he wants that in type of movie, Thelma Louise. Thelma and Louise. I'm going Thelma and Louise in a ball of fire just to keep the robots away from me and my in my beautiful 1990 FJ62, which has 200,000 um, actual miles on it, for what it's worth. If we're counting, um, <laughs> Thursday night football. Golly, <laughs> the, the Cowboys, bro. Um, I want to start with the Bears because we should always leave with the team that won. And they've Cowboys taken... are first place, though. They are. <laughs> um, that's accurate. Uh, the NFC East, we'll get to that in a second. Coming in, Trubisky has been trending up, right? Yes. Uh, season highs and passing yards the past two weeks. I think one of the biggest things that, as I looked at the Bears coming in, I said... You know, you got to blame Mitch for a lot of his problems, but there's a guy calling the plays who has to, and the concepts and designing concepts that play to his strengths or don't, that needs to take some of the blame, and that's Matt Nagy. And I think Matt's done a better job the past few weeks of getting Trubisky, first and foremost, to use his athleticism. You saw they ran some speed option last night. He got out there and ran around, and Dak is probably a better athlete, but Dak didn't run for positive yardage last night 
They're not using Dak's athleticism right now. In fact, I know this this uh, to be true because I bet on Dak to, to, to gain over 11 yards rushing. He did not. Um, I also lost the teaser last night because I took... Uh, CTZ. Yeah, I, I, listen, the <laughs> teaser thing is, is uh, I'm coming back down to earth. But through the first 11 weeks, Trubisky on the run, 21 of 39, 53%. Accuracy, 208 yards. 208 yards, 75 rating, and 5.3 yards per attempt. The last two weeks, 11 of, 11 of 16, 68% accuracy, 127 yards, 92 rating, 7.9 yards per attempt. That's a big difference. You can point to that specifically. You can sure point to, to Montgomery getting going, the run game getting going. But I think if you want Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky to be successful and recapture just a taste of what he had last year, because this is a team that with a game manager could be in the NFC Championship. I'm not saying this year, but had they played like this earlier in the season, just manage the game at the very least with that defense and a healthy Akeem Hicks, which they don't have right now. Um, they're a team to contend with. And I think that's... stop caring about quarterbacks so much. <coughs> that's a hot take. I just think we do. Like, they just need to start... Yo, they're scared to run the read option. The read option is like the... Is it's the, the extra? It's the extra thing to do to to make a defense a little off kilter. Or hey, we have to at least respect this. And you have a running quarterback, yo. So what if he gets banged up? Like, like I don't know. Like, no, 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 no. So you're saying, and we can get to that in a second. When we're talking about Dak because the question is, do you pay him? And do you pay any of these quarterbacks really? But but last night, Mitch continued to look sharp, and 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 if it wasn't for that pick in the first quarter, he has a really monster game. You know, 382 yards last night, uh, 151 on the ground, 7 of 12 on third down, which is big. I mean, that, that's up from 31% on the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what they do with Mitch. You don't have to right now. That's what we've gotten into, along with your overvaluing quarterbacks. We've also... My man Cam Newton is getting surgery right now. The Bears going to get him. Mitch, you're going to have to step your game up. And, you heard it right here, Nate Stradamus. And we hey, actually, we actually hit that. Yeah. I don't mind Cam to. And, uh, and look, and Kyle and Kyle and Cam Newton are going to be making you sick every week on on um, Twitter and no, listen, social I, media. I'm retired. I'll root for the Bears. Yeah, um, you, you will, but, but I think I just think that I, I like seeing that a you, little bit. You like seeing Cam in Chicago? Yeah. I don't ice, know where you're up, going with ice, any of this. Ice up the ice up his bones a little bit. He'll be all right. So basically, now their playoff chances are at 5%. The Bears need to beat the Packers? Nope. You don't think it can happen? They're, they have to go out there, right? Uh, yeah, because they played them in the at opener home. at home. And they, and they tricked that off too, right? They did, but they lost in a low-scoring ball game that was relatively competitive. And all I'm saying Bro, is that the Bears are see... playing better now. Akeem Hicks is coming back. You're the better. You're, you're, you're the betting man. Are you betting against Aaron Rodgers? Well, no, in not, not at home. But what in I'm, December, in no, general? not at home. Not at home. Exactly. But what I'm saying is that of all the things that need to happen for the Bears, this is not the least likely. I think the least likely is they need the Vikings to lose to Lions, and they're 13 point. Uh, the Lions are 13 point dogs. That's very unlikely. The Rams. You said that's unlikely. I like that. No, the no the Lions. I like the like the Lions to win that. You like the Lions to win the game. Yeah, because you know Kurt, he has a lot in his hands. How much hands. money you want to bet? They have. He has a lot in his hands. How much money you want to bet? On on. We're right here on the set. Vikings Lions. What do you want to bet? Just straight up, like thousand dollars. Oh, see, like a hundred dollars. Rich, rich people bet. A hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. You want to okay. make a hundred dollar yeah. bet? Straight up. Do I need? I don't. You're not taking the points. 
No, like, no. Holy shit. I got Captain Kirk all day. That's 100. <laughs> I need that by the next podcast. Um, I don't even know where you're coming from on that. Uh, this is going to be so great. Just the Rams are the Rams. I'm gonna could, watch that game now. The Rams could definitely lose to the Cowboys and 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 the other teams they play for sure. I mean, I could see that happening. But last night the Bears losing Roquan Smith, that's a big deal. Mm. Although he was filled in for nicely. KPL, shout out to KPL, Kevin Pierre Lewis. Keep Kevin doing Pierre it, bro. Lewis. Keep doing your thing, man. Um, you have Bobby Massey who was out. You have uh, Prince who was out. Um, you have Gabriel who's out with a concussion. Trevathan. They're getting Hicks back. That's going to be a big deal. I talked about it on the show two nights ago with um, with uh, Thursday Night Football crew. The reason hey. Mac is not eating is be, is because that drop target nope. is getting shallower and shallower. There's no middle push. People aren't afraid of just one guy the way they are when you have two dudes. And next can, man up, man. You can get you can get you can get more guys out in the route. You can seven man protect. Uh, you kind of pick your poison. You can full slide to, to to Khalil. You can do a lot to to mitigate the re- the risk of an edge rusher beating you if he doesn't have anybody else that you have to worry about inside. And that's not to say Hicks is better than Mac or Mac's overrated. Mac is a fucking beast. But the problem is, is when you have an edge rusher who a lot of his game is predicated on power and inside moves, you can full slide to that guy, and it takes away all his inside options. So like. Not if you have a dog three technique. That's the point. And so he doesn't have that right now. You've got a guy like Von Miller or somebody who just run, who can run the hoop. And not to say Von can't do other things, but Khalil's game has never been just like, I'm going to run around you on the edge. His edge moves are predicated on the threat that he can run you over. And when you give a guy full slide like that, the tackle can overset you, no problem. And that takes away um, a lot of options for... Khalil and um, you know they're getting the chips. They're trying to run some more loop stunts. They're trying to do things to free him up. It's hard. Hicks will be back. The main thing last night is both coaches had ten days, so that was my biggest question coming in. These are two coaches who've been under fire. Who's going to do something with the ten days? It's like a little mini buy. Well, the question's been answered. Um, Nagy stepped up. Jason Garrett is a dead man walking. Cowboys. The last couple games, Patriots game they can't get in the red zone. Bills game, they can't score in the red zone. And they start really hot the Bills game. That first drive looks like a master class. Last night's first drive looks like a master class. Uh, but then they sputter the rest of the way. And it was funny because I said last night, if the Cowboys take the lead in the first quarter, they're probably going to win because the Bears have been very good in the first quarter. One of the biggest things with the Cowboys is they were like 0-6 when they were leading at half or when they weren't leading at half. And... Obviously, the other way around when they were leading at half. When they got down at the half, um, they were as good as dead. And um, even last night when they cut it to 24-14, everything felt like a struggle. They they had four straight runs from the nine-yard line, if you remember that little mm-hmm. sequence. It's like, this is exactly what the internet is screaming at Jason Garrett about. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it. And they scored. Garrett's out, bro. So, look. What saves Garrett's job? Nothing. Uh, getting to the Super Bowl. If he gets to the Super Bowl. If he gets to the Super Bowl, or maybe the NFC Championship. So two, play, two playoff wins, not enough to keep him one more year right now. Isn't that what the Cowboys no, do think, a lot? I they get he, to the playoffs? Think, exactly. No, they're, no, they're, no. Still, they're still in first place. No, right no, 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 no. No, no, no. Jerry last week said that he bets that Jason Garrett is going to be coaching in the NFL next year. That was the quote. 
Yes. In the NFL. Yes. What so is that? That doesn't bode well. I mean, it puts a little fire under your ass. It's over, bro. You have you have Zeke. You have an offensive line. You have Gallup. You have Cooper. You have Jarwin. You have Dak, who's leading the league in passing. You have a top 10 defense, which the caveat there is that in DVOA, they're actually 20th, but in points and in yards, they're top 10. You have all these pieces. But with Jerry there, what makes it different? What coach is going to make that different? With Jerry over the top, Jerry doing interviews Jerry before? So this is the point. Jerry's not like he was back in the day. The, the old Jerry was very meddling. Jerry still does his press conferences. He still likes to talk. But Steven runs the organization. He kind of gets out of the way. Here's who I think ends up there next. This is a wild card for me. That's Sean Payton. Sean Payton has Bill Parcells ties. He's coaching Dallas. Mount th- Riverboat? I don't know. I think Riverboat Ron would be a great would be a great pickup for Cleveland. Cleveland needs a coach. Or what about or what about my guy um from Cincy? Um Marvin. Marvin. Marvin Lewis? Yes. No thanks. Why? <laughs> I mean Marvin Playoff, Lewis. Playoffs every year. Really? They never won a game. Can you look that up? They like I, he went like I, fifteen I, straight, I, like of winning. Like I, I, I think it's, I think it's a lot of time. He they listen, always go, but they never win. So what you're saying to me is that you want to replace uh, the picture of mediocrity with another picture of mediocrity. That's a better mediocrity, though. I don't know. It depends. It, it, it's having a chance. It's having a chance. That's that as as a player and as being on a team. Oh, and seven in playoffs. But but he went seven times. He did. He went seven Jason, times. Jason Garrett has more uh, playoff wins than 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 him, obviously. Yeah, maybe. So that's my point: is they need something fresh and new. If you can get Sean Payton, you just—I told you, why Sean think, Payton. Why we, and you're why, asking me about Marvin who's, Lewis. Where's Sean Payton at right now? Marvin Lewis. Sucks. Where's Sean Payton at right now? Sean Payton. Uh, Sean Payton's in New Orleans, bro. Yeah, I know, but so why do we think that I he's going to leave? Me geographically, where, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what I'm thinking. Because in my head. Drew why? Brees might be done. Yeah, the silence means no. I just answered your question. Drew and you don't is, like it. No, because you know, yo, bro, don't disrespect Teddy like that, bro. All right? <laughs> I love Teddy, but I'm just saying, if the Cowboys job opens up and they open up the checkbook for Sean Payton and Sean Payton wins the Super Bowl in New Orleans or doesn't, he's going to consider it. The Cowboys are pretenders. They still haven't beaten a team with a winning record. They, they're still, you know, they still haven't won a game down at half. The only good news is they've owned the division. They suck outside it. But in the NFC East, do you know what a turtle race is at the bar? You ever seen a bar that does turtle races? Never. People get shit-faced. There's one in Venice Beach. What's the name of that place in Venice Beach? I can't remember, but there's one in Venice Beach. Shout out to Snaps. It's my turtle out in Connecticut with his grandparents. Nate, how old is Snaps now? Um... Since sophomore year? Nate adopted a turtle like a decade ago. Still alive. Still alive. Still alive. Snapping turtle. We got it on the river when we were tubing on James River. No, allegedly. And I, then and then you sh- and then you <laughs> sent him up north to live with his grandparents, which is the most irresponsible move. I guess that's better than sending a dog up north. It's a little bit uh, lower maintenance. The turtle race, though. That's what the NFC East is right now. The NFC East is the turtle, turtle race. Turtle. And if you go to a turtle race, everybody gets pissed drunk on beer. And bets money and cheers on these two turtles to see who can win a race in the middle of the bar. This is a genre thing. I don't think they do this in African-American bars. No, they do it in white bars. But what the NFC East has become is a turtle race. And I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for the NFL. Because everybody's talking about it. And here's the thing. As bad as everybody says, like, you need Dallas to be good for the league. No, you don't. Mm -mm. Dallas has not been good 
Mm-mm. since 1995. I mean, like, really regularly good since, like, the mid-90s. Just find a diehard Giants fan. He could tell you everything that's not good with the with the Cowboys. Exactly. <laughs> and I'd ask him to look in the mirror, but, but, I would, but, but I would say this is, like, the league does just fine with the Cowboys struggling. As long as the as long as we're talking about the Cowboys, as long as Jason Garrett looks just shell shocked on national TV, as long as Dak throws for three fifty one night and then a stinker the next weekend, as long as listen, this team isn't even doing a lot of distracting shit off the field. They're just not great at football, and the expectations were really high. That's what's selling right now. And, and, and Jerry and Jerry, Jerry sells. sells and Jerry sells. He's a little annoying. He's a little annoying. Since two thousand. The Cowboys are tenth in winning percentage in the league at about five hundred. The comps there are the Vikings and Broncos, but I wouldn't put them on that level. So this is to put in perspective what we're really talking about. We always say everybody knows the Cowboys are living off of their history more than current status. Um, but to put it in perspective, we never like compare to them actual comp. We just know that they're not as good as people think, and we care too much about them. But they're three and seven in the playoffs with no conference championships since appearances since 1995, and they're tied for 20th in playoff wins. You know who they're tied for 20th in playoff wins with? The Bucks, the Jags. I was about to say, Jaguars. and the Titans. What up, Jacksonville? That's ugly. Why do we care so much? Ooh, that's what the, that's what they should go and get. Try I'm to... talking here. Holy shit! My bad. Go ahead. <laughs> Thinking, thinking about coaches. I'm like on a, I'm, with this. I'm, I'm flowing here. Marvin Lewis down. Right? You're still trying to tell me Marvin Lewis should get the Dallas job, or or they should go. You're and, on timeout for and saying pay, Marvin and Lewis. Pay Coughlin. Yeah. Go get Coughlin. God damn. Excuse me. Sorry. Ten total playoff games since 2000. You know who has nine? The Cardinals and the Titans. The Jets have more. Hmm. The league needing the Cowboys to be good is the biggest fallacy in the world. Mediocrity has done just fine. And we'll talk about it anyways. There. Yeah. Cow- it doesn't matter. They're like America's team. Them the qu- and the Braves. The question I you, hate when they say that. The no, question TV wins. The question is do you pay Dak or do you not pay Dak? I think you pay him. You got a better chance of keeping Cooper that way. If you franchise Dak, you're not going to keep Cooper. You might end up in a situation where you franchise him and it's like a Kirk Cousins situation where you have to do it twice or whatever. I think Gallup is a number one. By the way, lost in the shovel last night. Gallup is really impressive. Uh, and Cooper's road splits are terrible. That New England um, game te- teed me up to that. He is a totally different player on the road. I don't know if that's a product of, of, of Dak or... Uh, get to sleep alone. Sometimes sometime oh it's... God. You know, get to sleep alone, get some space. Get to, get to clear your head. Hey, man, sometimes, you know, you need to be away from everything. Oh, I love that How take. does that have anything to do with I love with, that take. Because you would think that would help playing him on the road. the road. You know, you get the, get the Sunday in the hotel, depending on where you're staying. You yeah, know but he's pro- played worse on the road. You said worse? Yeah. Oh, then too much time. <laughs> too much time. Okay. He got that two ninety nine. Um, <laughs> he got that two ninety nine lifetime lifetime membership up all night in the hotel. <laughs> Anyways, I think you pay Dak. He is a franchise quarterback. I'm not going to be a, an Eagles homer and try to down talk Dak. Dak has played great this year. He's been inconsistent. They haven't beat good teams. He hasn't had his big moment yet. Okay, but what do you want to do? Who are you going to replace him with? 
Josh on, McCowan. On one end of, <laughs> on one end of things, on one end of things, they're they're. This is like the most talent you could imagine surrounding him with. So I can understand some people are like, well, this is the ceiling for him. I don't think so. Coaching matters a bunch. Scheme matters a bunch. You fire Jason Garrett now. This is as good a time as any because your roster is really good. Your roster is good enough to overcome a big change. You do it while the window's still open. You don't. The definition of insanity is what, Nate? Doing the same thing and getting the same results. That's what the Cowboys are doing. They're going to go insane. They're going to drive me insane. I don't even want them to win. <laughs> Zeke is still the centerpiece. And one big problem is going into last night, two runs of over 20 yards. Explosive plays, not there anymore. They've used them just the same as they had in the past as far as uh, volume. Two less carries a game. But he went 185 plays between 20-plus yard runs. That's on the Cowboys, though. You gotta you gotta pay him and he has to be there for camp. I think that's a huge I think that's a huge factor I too. I do think camp matters. Like, I mean, that's, you, that's you, a huge factor for yeah, a running back. Yeah. Like there's no way that's not that's not affecting them right now. It it is affecting them, but I don't know how it plays into explosive plays. I thought initially he might look like shit. He didn't look like shit. You can't see it, but maybe there's something But just le- it's learning your O lineman, it's knowing your O lineman is gonna cut that guy versus yep. wall him off yep. and, and things like that, that. Now we're cooking with gas. Now there's some real analysis. No, I just feel like it, it's something that you don't really look at, but as as little as it, oh, he's still in shape. Yeah, he's still in shape, but you're not going through that grind. You're not going through that twelve to 25 hours of walkthroughs and learning different things. Yeah, it's the vision. That's the biggest thing. As a rusher, if you miss camp, if you miss time, the vision really hurts you. And uh, and I think, you know, not having that vision, it's a great point, not getting to know your alignment. Even though they're the same guys last year, mm-hmm. players change year to year. The scheme changes. So players play differently in the scheme. you got a new guy in Kellen calling the shots. I think it's still, if they want to win, it's still Zeke's team. However you feel about paying a running back, Zeke is 1A. Dak is 1B. Just remember that. That's mm-hmm. going to serve you the best if you're in Dallas. Fire Jason Garrett. The roster's good enough. And pay Dak. You might even be able to survive without Cooper. To my point earlier, very inconsistent. Definitely infused him with a lot of life last year. But they didn't have Gallup emerge the way he's emerged lately when they needed Cooper so badly. I think Gallup can be a number one. You go drafting. You, you, right now, he's got so many options. You've got Gallup. Uh, you've got Jarwin. You've got... Cooper, you've got Cobb, you have Zeke. Maybe the problem is he has too many options. I talked about that with the Eagles coming in this year. You've got Deshaun Jackson, you have uh, Nelson, you have uh, Goddard, Ertz, you have all these 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 people you got to feed. You got the young rookie, you got Jordan Howard. <coughs> Quarterbacks start worrying about who's getting the touches. Coach, coaches start worrying about who's getting the touches. I'm not saying not on the good teams. I'm not saying it's it's not the worst. I'm not you saying it's the Tom, worst thing in the world to have. have Tom Tom Brady throw to anybody. Yes, he will throw to anybody, and that's the issue. <laughs> that's the issue, man. Got to stop playing favorites. Give some of these walk-ons and these practice squad guys. Hey, throw them in there. They're ready. They're ready. Next, hey, next man up. That's why you can't feel bad about injuries. Why do you have backups? Get them fucking right. That's how I feel. That'll that'll bring us into mailbag. <laughs> mailbag is good. Um... I'm going to pose these to the group. This is one of my favorite segments, and we, and we invented this segment, Mailbag. I like it. Never seen it anywhere else. I like it. Blue's Clues. Sorry. Blue's Clues. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Mail! <laughs> Mail's here. 
Is that from Blue's Clues? You need to record 100%. that and play that before every mailbag. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our mailbag uh, sound. I was going to do You've Got Mail from uh, AOL, but that might be better. From Rebecca Shaban. Real up, Becky? Real tree or, art, or artificial? Real tree. Big debate in my house right now. What? Yeah. Why? We've been real tree forever. And the, the needles, the vacuuming, yes. the watering, the... The putting it up, the getting rid of it's uh, it's a debate. We cave to the kids to go with the real tree again this year, but I think we're it's it's only a matter of time before we go artificial. It's a bad mental thing, but I feel like I can't go backwards. And I feel like when I was younger, like my mom and dad would never used to have the extra money for a real tree to hassle. So we used to always have you know artificial tree. You take out the box, you put yeah. up, and then it's just like start doing a little bit better and. I used to like having like the smell if you get a nice tree, but there's learning there's learning curves with Yankee nice trees. They got candles now that smell just like the Christmas trees. You can just get a fake one, which I would never do. You guys are insane. Um, not to bring Great Depression people into it, but imagine them huddled up on Christmas in one of the Great Plains states in a tin house with no Christmas tree, and you're gonna we have all this modern technology and. We've got all these great tree farms, and you can go to Whole Foods and get an artificial tree with your with your six pack of beer yep. mm-hmm. or your you know your cashew butter on the way out. Snag a tree; it's not that fucking hard. You I see, the, you see, they they even have like the remember like the sad Charlie Brown ones. They actually sell those now. People yeah, buy those. We'll buy them. I am. <laughs> I am. I think you guys are. I mean, like you guys are dangerously oh. close to. Oh, but quick story about the cleanup. I almost got kicked out of. Um, my apartment in Jacksonville because I wanted to be festive like being down in Jacksonville is always hot actually feel like Christmas got a real tree so at the end like oh what am I do with this tree I'm on the 22nd floor you threw, like, it, out you threw it out the window no no even worse I put it down like the trash chute <laughs> 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 and the build it dude you could have impaled a oh, garbage guy listen listen how the big build- was the tree six foot dude it was just but it, it was it was like six foot. It was dried out. So it, it's literally petals right to my apartment. Like everything. And they were so upset. They were like, this is like a huge issue. And I told them, I'm like, listen, like if you guys need me to pay for something, they're just like the trash you, you know, it got stuck on different floors yeah. and all this stuff. And it's just funny now. And I was like, damn, these damn petals. And they're like, yo, the petals are all over <laughs> the hallway. I have no idea. <laughs> Same guy that, that that's gonna get an artificial tree. I mean, it's they're they're all ill advised decisions. Blonde vibes, great name by the way. Favorite place to eat in Philly? No cheese. Uh, well, she she didn't ask me about cheesesteaks. Now, what what I do want to mention is, I've never had a cheesesteak in Philly, and I know some people think that's sacrilege, but generally, a cheesesteak would be reserved for like a, a late night drunk, a drunk food. Right? Fair. North of 30, white dude build, squeezing into a tight jersey. And these jerseys get tighter and tighter. A, I'm not getting drunk a lot. I don't need a beer gut. B, I don't need to throw a cheesesteak on top of that. So I am excited to have a cheesesteak my next trip up to Philly. Me and Mike Scott, uh, the Hive, Mike Scott Hive, shout out to the Hive. I ain't no bitch. We... He ain't no bitch. <laughs> um, UVA's finest. 757 Hargrave S- alum. Hargrave alum. Uh, 
Mike and I have talked about going to get a cheesesteak together because I don't think Mike has either. And we were going to bring some fan out, fans out and make a big deal of it. Yeah, now, you, you got I, security? We don't need security. We ain't no bitch. Okay. Okie dokie. Um, Philly, bro. We're good in Philly, bro. Yeah, maybe you Me are. and Mike Scott are two of the most good in Philly people lately. Bro, don't say that. Lately. 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 I didn't say. What have you done for me? What have you done for Philly lately? Nothing. Exactly. Uh, I want to shout out <laughs> Buffalo Billiards. That was my favorite spot to go drink and eat late at night. Uh, it's a pool pool hall, nice bar. Uh, and I want to shout out my buddy Drew at Scarpetta. Uh, hotel Rittenhouse, wonderful hotel. Scarpetta, great, great. It's a chain, but it's it's not like one of those chain chains. It's a nice chain. Like Vegas, Miami, Philly. All the hubs. Nice uh, chain. Yeah. El Coastal Cavs asked, who would win in a fight, one million fire ants or five lions? I would have to see what the like the visual spectrum of <laughs> one million fire ants like looks like. It's a lot. But a I mean million? like but like a yeah. million of them might be like in a shoebox. But like, like no. you know what I mean? What do the extra lions get you? What they five? Gonna... <laughs> yeah, it mean... doesn't matter, dude. The be... lions aren't going to be able to kill the ants. No, the lions can't kill ants. You said no. they can't? You can kill one or two by accidentally stepping on them, but a lion's not even going to know what's going and on. If, he's just going to be getting devoured by tried fire. to like help his other lion buddy get ants off him, he's just going to eviscerate him. Exactly. Jerry, ants. Somebody asked me, Jerry Springer, real or fake? Totally real. Totally, totally real. Totally real. Totally real. You know, they shoot Jerry Springer in the town I went to high school? Really? In Stanford, Connecticut? Really? Yes. They do. My you friends, just outed yourself as not having any street cred. Why? Because I went to high school in no, Stanford, Stanford Connecticut? Connecticut. Why does Connecticut automatically equal non-street cred? I just don't think of Connecticut as a really tough state. What about Charlottesville, Virginia? Tough. Really tough state. <sighs> Man. Remember when you first came here, I had to fly some uh, pigeons and doves just to let everybody know that you were okay? You were... Yeah, that's just like... Um, in tra- like in training I, day. I was about to say, how many times did you watch training day? A couple. You and Mike London. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Kibbles asks, could you compete, complete the Papa John's challenge, 40 large pizzas in 30 days, and how much incentive would you need to actually try to do it? Um, in college, I think I probably... Com- 40 large pizzas I probably did it in, in college. Days. Yeah, would you do, would, could you do it? Yeah, I think it could be done. Huh? Yeah, it could be done. It could be done. I would do it. How much would it take for you to do it? Um... I would need like probably like 10K at the end of it. A million dollars to charity. I'll do it. What? Yeah, a million dollars to charity. Oh, that's, that's a, what oh you, that's what you need someone. Oh, that's what you need from them. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to give to charity. I want to give charity want, myself if okay, I'm gonna do it. that. But I'll I'll give a portion. Okay. Um, but so if there's anything out there, a Papa slice, jo- if you Papa, will. Papa John's. Yeah, exactly. You know. You know what happened to your body, bro? If I did that? You would go through stages of, of violent <laughs> constipation and then violent You saw the pictures diarrhea. of him. He was in, like, sweat. I mean, he had, like, a whole sweat going. Yeah, he looked really he looked rough. Bad. He looked yeah. like you could feel his blood pressure. Yes. You know, like, when you look at somebody and you're just like... Mm. Yeah, like, that, he's that artery just, looks thick. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. He's you're, perpetually Monday after downing 12 shots of J-Mo. He's like, like the t- 2019 look, supersize me. Yeah. I was just about to say, that's what, that's what you can do if you really want to make some money. Just You could do like a new supersize me. And I'm not into like weight shaming or anything like that. We're not doing that. What if you got a six pack? What if you got a six pack? We're health shaming. 
What if you got a six pack? Some by of the doing best that? players we ever played with ate the shittiest. Some of the most jacked individuals shout ate out, the shittiest. Shout out to Raynor Horn, one of my close friends yep. that in college. McDonald's had, all day. Had a six to eight pack all the time. And I've never seen someone after <coughs> 300 crave a Pepsi and a Big Mac. <laughs> yeah, dude. This like, is a listen, running back. This is a running all, back. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to uh, Jordan Johnson. Do you think weathermen get unfairly criticized? Seems like they're typically pretty accurate, and we may be taking them for granted. No, I, I think it's silly that they can't get it right. Totally silly that they can't get it right. I With think it, I, I think it's there? I think it's silly. I think it's silly to expect them. Like like you said, like if if. We're being good, good humans, and like these apps and all this stuff is actually correct. Then why do we even need weathermen? This give us the right stuff. This give us the right information. Put They're the weather the on job, TV. To Nate. You sh- like you show it. Hey, it's gonna rain today. It's not gonna rain today. Hey, we're fifty percent chance. But it's just like you watch weather. You never know what's going on. You know what? Maybe Marvin Lewis can be a weatherman. Hey, I I think Al Grow definitely was in touch with the weather gods. Um. Cameron Godet, I'm sorry if I'm not saying your name. He had a great question about me and Macon uh, that we'll hold for Macon. Uh, how do I ingest cannabis? You guys can lay out of this. <laughs> what is cannabis? It's um, it's a plant. Uh, I eat candy pretty much almost every night. That's uh, for me, my nighttime routine. Kids get to bed, eat some candy, helps me sleep, takes the edge off. And I can still get a lot of this prep work done. Uh, I also have a pen. And occasionally, I like to spark it up old-fashioned as well. Um, that's enough about cannabis. I don't want to make these guys uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. Uh, from <laughs> Gabagool, do you put your left shoe or right shoe on first? Right. Never thought about that. Never thought of it. But I, think I, put, I right. put them both on at the same time. <laughs> like like that old, uh, where you put your pant legs in? Yeah. yeah. Always. <laughs> jump in your pants. Always left for me now. Yeah, it's left for me as well. Um, How am I the odd guy out on that? Tango. I, I, I tore my ACL on my left side, so it's just that that leg bends less. So Got you. It, it's a weird thing. Gavin, new listener from Australia. Australia, shout out. Which is great. I, I I'm not even that All excited. Comments. I'm not even excited about the uh, the question. It's just I just wanted to say we have user, uh, like listeners it. in Australia. Would American sports be better or worse or just different without timeouts or coaches calling plays? Well, that's kind of the NBA <laughs> without the without the timeout thing. That's all I have to say about that. Thanks for listening from Australia. Um, <laughs> Top five pro athletes that would be best NFL players. I'll just go with basketball. Because hockey players, I've never seen one run. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, baseball players, not tough enough. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're talking about quarterbacks, and I have no idea who can throw a baseball. I think, there, I think there's a few baseball I'm players that would be... I'm struggling to come up with one. I think yeah. there's a few baseball players that would be probably like really... Pete Rose? Really, really he good, like, special team players. Remember when Pete Rose took out the, the catcher in the All-Star game? Yeah, Pete Rose could have been, like, a, a safety in the 70s. Or something. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with... Here's a guy who has the mentality, Marcus Smart. That guy to me, don't know where you put him. No. He's a football player. No. Playing basketball, playing it well. No. But he's got it. a football player mentality. I, I don't see it. I see him get scrubbed. 
Oh, really? Yeah, like the bottom of the pod. That's weird because he might do a pod for chalk. Oh, really? Yeah, and then you guys are like peers. Okay, we're just so what? Okay, he's he's a pro basketball player, bro. And now we're gonna talk him up. Talking about football. Russell Westbrook. I like him at like, I don't know what I like him at, but I like him somewhere. Very aggressive. Aggressive. I think he's like a rover and like a nickel defense. Yes. Like that nickel guy. Yep. But he's getting mad PIs, yo. Yep. Mad PIs. Yep. He's getting a lot of PIs. <laughs> Definitely. Very aggressive. Uh, greatest movie sa- soundtrack of all time for me. Um, I don't know if it's greatest because I haven't really delved into movie soundtracks, but I remember Dumb and Dumber as well from when I was a kid. I don't know if you remember that soundtrack. <sighs> Mine's Top changed. Gun. Top Gun. Mine's changed. It was it was Space Jam, but it's just ruined. I'm sorry. Why is it ruined? Just ruined, bro. You know. I shout, throw, shout out to Seal though. Oh yeah, Kiss by a Rose. You don't know that song? He did though. He's he's having a moment. He looks down about mm-hmm. this. Did you have something bad happen to you? Set to Seal in your life? No. You look sad. Take no. the glasses off for a second. Seal look is on. Seal. He's on. No, I think he's on that soundtrack too, right? Uh yeah, I With think yeah I think he is. But we yeah. actually used to have my dad had the actual seal tape, and we put it in the tape deck in our suburban. Uh, that and Sade, he was a big Sade fan. Oh wow. what up? Yeah. What up, Big Howie? Yeah, dude. You no, know, Villanova. He's in the hood. Okay, you know, listen to all that mainline. <laughs> um, I want to throw in Drive. It's a very good soundtrack as well in recent years. Also a great movie. Kyle in Kyle in Illinois asks. That's interesting. I wonder who that could be. Uh, should outside pl- players that play outside uh, get paid incrementally more? I don't think so. I think it's a terrible question. Like not in an arena. Like yeah, play- like a, like players that play in domes versus players that play outside. Of course, you're sub- subject to the elements, but. What people don't realize about playing in a dome is bad on your joints. Terrible on your joints. I could have played 16 years had I not played at the Edward Jones Dome for eight years. So should you pay people more that play on turf? I think you should pay people more that play on turf. Chris in Charlottesville. Kyle in Illinois and then Chris, Chris is, in Charlottesville. Who most fake most, followers? most dangerous animal if you gave it arms and legs. I'm jaded by the pre-discussion. It's it's yeah. Think about a shark. You gave if you gave a shark arms and legs, is it scarier or less scary? I think it's less scary because it's on land. Yeah, you can finally deal with it. You can deal with it. Yeah. The thing that makes a shark scary is that's their world. Yeah, and you're not suited to play in their world. You never watch street sharks? No. Like it's like cartoon, like sharks with arms and legs. <laughs> yeah, but that's the cartoon, bro. I'm talking about real life. This is a real question about but my, science. But here's the thing, though. Like it's just like anything else. What are they gonna do? Thirty seconds out of water, like so. Ah, oh, yeah, shark! But, oh and, my okay. god! You run around. You run away from it. <gasps> they can't breathe. This is. A- you can't no just give them you, just because you grow the, arms don't mean you get like better lungs in or the rule here. <clears throat> but the the rule here is that. There is no rules because we gave them arms and legs. Okay. So they can survive just fine out of water. What they can't do is hold their breath anymore. They lose their gills. So they become like, mammals. So, what, so what's scary? What's scary? The fucking teeth? They become like big bears. What's scary is they can get you in both places. They now. can get you in both places. So why isn't a bear scarier? Knowing a bear that bears... is super scary. It's much scarier than a shark with arms. Yeah. A bear, people sleep on how scary bears are. I don't. Okay. 
I'm just saying. I don't. When I'm backcountry hiking in, in Montana, you had best believe I have a big heavy gun on my hip. Yeah. Brown bear country. Keep Black it bear, here. I'm not worried about you. Brown bear, I'm worried about you. Uh, what about snakes? If you gave a snake arms and legs? Just a salamander. Cool with that. Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's something between a Komodo dragon and... I mean, a cobra with arms and legs would, would still Not get me. fucking cool. Well, no. No, because then, yeah, I don't... I, I'm just a snakes guy, though. Snakes get to me. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, if they give an ostrich arms instead? I'm, like, low-key afraid of big-ass birds. Yeah. They can't fly? Yeah. yeah. Flightless birds? Emus? Emu, emu. Okay, so Nate had to leave. He had to go do some stuff. McGrain's still here. Uh, I want to talk about bad football teams because we're, we're at that point in the season where about half the games are going to become sort of irrelevant. I want to talk about the outlooks of really bad teams, namely 1-15 in 15 neighborhood teams, the Bengals getting that first big win, getting that monkey off their back. They didn't want to become the third team in history to go 0-16. They beat the Jets. Big win for them. Andy Dalton returning. But I also want to talk about the most important, unimportant matchups remaining in the year, and that's the hidden storylines. Reasons, and there are always reasons, to tune into NFL games. Uh, Bengals, they dodge 0-16. I mean, they got a guy that was evidently living on a roof. Did you hear about this guy? No. There was a guy that guaranteed that he would live on the roof of his restaurant until they won oh, in Cincinnati. Man. Evidently, it was sort of a... It was sort of a... Uh, he was a, kind of a fraud. Okay, we've got the picture of him up here eating Tostitos <laughs> with his sleeping bag and a nice little... At least he's got salsa. He's he looks cozy. It doesn't. It does look cozy. It looks like one of those semi climate controlled tents. Not impressed. I mean, you only had to wait like fourteen weeks. But. <laughs> um, what week did he start? The beginning. I think there's um, there's a rumor out there that that was kind of a hoax. He was like coming inside a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not what real. was it? Was he driving business to the restaurant or something? I don't know. You know, that that could have been it. I think he was driving business to the restaurant, but I'm glad he's off the roof now. Bengals fans can get off the roof, collectively speaking. Um, Bengals, they're 111. They need offensive line help. Here's how you can turn it around. Uh, they have Jim Turner as their line coach. He was with uh, head coach Taylor, the boy wonder in Miami at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, I think you need to address that position, but I don't think they're going to be, be able to resist Joe Burrow early. Uh, I think they can save a ton of money by cutting Andy Dalton. They can also start Finley in the start of the season in 2020, groom Joe Burrow. Since he's a Ohio native, by the way, and you spent some time in Ohio. Yeah. In Dayton. I don't see how they stay away from Chase, Chase Young, though. I mean, I could say the same thing about Burrow. It's going to be a big question. I think it's, okay. it's, 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 are they going to try to save money and get rid of Dalton? You can release A.J. Green, save a bunch of money, uh, and just restart the quarterback thing. I think, if I think it, that's fair to the Dalton. He's been doing that forever. They've, he's gotten them to the playoffs. They've never really won the big game. That's the ceiling. Yeah, I think Put maybe. Him, if, you do, if you want. He'd be a great Andy backup Dalton someplace. Thir- no, I think Andy Dalton's 30 years old. Andy Dalton could end up in God knows where. I mean, he could end up somewhere that somebody needs a spot starter. He's a solid quarterback. Of all the spot starters, and I know it's almost sacrilege to talk good about Andy Dalton. I wouldn't do this on the internet uh, because I'd just get ripped to shreds. <laughs> but 
Andy Dalton could be a nice spot start uh, guy for a team that needs a bridge. Yeah. Uh, and a team that might be close. Um, you know, you look at, I'm monitoring the Jameis Winston thing. Yeah. Of course, I, I, I do like Phillip Rivers maybe sliding in there with Bruce Arians to, to do a part two of an aging, uh, immobile quarterback in like a Carson Palmer way that Bruce Arians had Carson towards the end and had some success. I, I still think they might franchise Jameis. Um, I don't know what's going to happen there. The Bengals are 111. We'll see the best way forward for them through the draft. Um, that's going to be the biggest domino. Do you go defense, as you mentioned, or do you go Joe Burrow? I like offense. Uh, you get a chance to get a quarterback who could, as you've seen with a lot of these young quarterbacks on rookie deals now with the new CBA, can totally change your franchise. Agreed. Um, because the 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 other end of the spectrum is you've got a team right now, you're going to draft a Chase Young, and I've been a high pick. I certainly wasn't as good as Chase Young coming out, but it's hard to play on a team when you're, you're expected to get buckets on a team that has no leads. And so you're going to put Chase Young in a really bad position. Um, you're almost wasting that pick. I'm, I'm sure, you know, you could you could get a lot of production out of him and, and he might be as advertised, but I'd like to see them go quarterback. Hometown guy, Joe Burrow, home state guy. Giants are 2-10. and 10. This is a team that I think is closer than you think. The young quarterbacks had moments, and I'm not just saying that because Macon's not here and he's probably listening. Uh, Giants fan. They have a franchise running back. They've had a quarterback that's had moments. They could use a pass rusher. That's where I think Chase Young comes okay. in. Uh, they could probably use a wide receiver. Sherman and Gettleman are on the hot seat, sure. Um, but I, I hate to say it. This might not be a hot take. I don't think the OBJ thing was the worst thing in the world. I think they took a lot of shit. For the OBJ thing, what do you think would happen to OBJ? Who do you think's better, Baker or Danny Dimes? Who do you think who do you think's got a better situation around them for OBJ to thrive? It might be you could argue the Giants, but it's not like OBJ had a career year in Cleveland. So had he stayed and you had a chance to ship him, and there was that long drought in New York where he wasn't having the same uh, impact he was in previous years, they might have got killed for keeping him around. Uh, but it's the third double-digit loss in a row for the Giants now, season. Um, and interestingly, for the historians out there, uh, the old ownership, or Mara, the, the dad, I forget his name. We got a Giants fan in the house. What was his name, John? John, yeah, John Mara. Um, in 78 to 80, if you can remember those years, John, they were really bad. They were triple digit or double digit losses three years in a row, just like now. That's the last time. And Roselle, the commissioner, challenged the Giants to get their shit together. Because really, yeah, the NFL needs needs the Giants to play well. I mean, we talked about the Cowboys earlier. The Cowboys and the Giants, they don't have the same. There's not the same value on a Monday morning and talking about a train wreck in New York as there is in Dallas for whatever reason. I think a lot of that is ownership. Yeah, I think a lot of that is the stadium. It's the, it's the history in Dallas. But you know, in the in the late seventies, they challenged them to get better, and that that means hiring a new GM. That meant hiring a new GM. I think we might be looking at. I don't think uh, Goodell is going to challenge the Giants, but I think they're at a similar crossroads where they have to um, they have to make some changes. But I think they're closer than people think, and I'd hate to see. Saquon's career get wasted because there was a time last year when we played them and I said he's one of the best football players I played against bar none in 10 years in the league, 11 years in the league. 
The Redskins, the team in Washington, I'm sorry I hate saying that name. <sighs> they're still in the playoff hunt, right? Three and nine. What, mathematically? Yeah, they're mathematically in it, bro. A lot can happen. Oh. A lot has to happen. Bruce Allen's been the football guy since Shanahan left in 13, and I just want to say that the first thing that needs to happen for them to get better at all is for that front office to be reshuffled. You need a real GM. They played themselves out of the QB sweepstakes. That's a problem, because I don't think Haskins is necessarily the guy. Nothing wrong with him. Don't dislike him. Don't know if he's the guy. The Dolphins are 3-9. and nine. This is the big question mark to me. What do you do here? Is Rosen the future piece? I've seen mock drafts where they snag Tua. I think with that Bo Jackson injury, you can't snag Tua that early. Mm-hmm. I think Tua's right to be worried about going in the second round. I think he's absolutely right. And with Ross, uh, Stephen Ross, committing to the rebuilding thing rather than collecting aging vets or people that you know demand a high price tag uh, on, on their second team, do they snag a veteran QB or do they, do they wait? You know, I'm like, just happy you skipped by the Redskins real quick because I... I don't want to talk about them. Thank They're you. just a train wreck. The Falcons, the Dan Quinn thing, that's the elephant in the room. Does he survive? Um, they're always close with Matt Ryan. As long as he's playing, they, they're, they're closer than you think. They surprise they, me as three, at 3-9. Three and nine. If you'd said that at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have believed you. It, 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 it's insane to me. And uh, it's not like the division's been that great. I mean, the, the Saints are the Saints, but other yeah, than that... Yeah, two losses to them. I still don't The Panthers are down. The Bucks are the Bucks. Uh they have guys like Matt Ryan, they have Julio, they have uh, Grady Freeman. Jarrett, Freeman. You know, they could use a rusher. They invest in the O-line. I don't know where they go from here, but that's a team that close, that's closer than people think. And then there's the Lions and the Cardinals, team that, two teams, and this is, we're talking about the bottom of the league right now, that face each other week one, and uh, they tied. <laughs> <laughs> and, How fitting. And it was terrible because, for me, I root for the Lions because of Matt Patricia. I played under him. They've had close losses like the Green Bay game. They've had ba- the bad tie. They had the Stafford injury. And here's the thing you got to watch for with the Lions. The Stafford injury is, if I'm not mistaken, is the same injury as, um, as Tony Romo had. And Tony Romo was out of the league in two years. And Stafford's aging. Um, and when you look at teams that are on the cusp of maybe the next big 1-15 or implosion type season... If Matt Stafford's health doesn't get get right, um, that's a team that's supposed to hang their hat on defense. They haven't really done that this year. Again, they've led in every game this year, but they're three, eight, and one, and that's bad. The Cardinals, uh, Vance Joseph is in trouble on defense. Worst defense in the NFL. Uh, No bueno, but I think Cliff and Kyler give you a lot of hope. I mean, that's a team that, I'm watching them last week get killed by the Rams, and they're getting booed at home. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a good sign. For you to be getting booed at home means the expectations got <coughs> ramped up pretty quick. Yeah, the fans are still in it. The fans are in it. They As seem, opposed to that team that you don't want to talk about where they just can't sell a ticket. They don't give a shit. They can't sell a ticket. There's fans in that stadium because of what Cliff and Kyler have done already. And um, I think the future is bright for them. I think that the power struggle in the NFC West will tilt to them over the Rams all day long in the future because I do think the Rams have put themselves way behind the eight ball um, with that Ramsey trade. They gave up their future. I'm not so quick to write McVay off. I know I've talked a lot about 
McVeigh running his brick wall schematically and he can't adjust. They're starting to do some things on the right side of the line that make me think with these young offensive linemen that they can secure or shore up that offensive line a little bit more than I thought they could because you need those draft picks. They don't have them. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. But there, there are plenty, including these teams, plenty of interesting games left with bad teams that are eliminated from the playoffs. We'll start with Carolina-Atlanta. That's this weekend. Okay. Ron Rivera just got fired. I like that guy. I really like Ron Rivera. I think that's the that's the overarching sentiment with Ron Rivera is what a guy. Yes. Don't know how great a coach he will be somewhere new. I think, of course, when you look at Cleveland, I think you got to move on from Kitchens. The, the undisciplined shit. Ron Rivera would be... Culture fix. A culture fix. And I told that to a buddy. He's like, well, what about Ron? Ron Rivera doesn't seem like a culture guy. I don't think the... The Panthers have been some train wreck. I think they're a team that plays hard. He brings his family around because he tries to model how you treat family. I think he's a, he's he's the right type of guy to interject in a situation and a team that needs physicality, um, a team that has some defensive pieces like Cleveland, and a team that could use an injection of culture like the Cleveland Browns and accountability. And I haven't gone back and seen where the Panthers have rate, uh, ranked from a penalty standpoint or a turnover margin standpoint, I don't know if they've been that great. It's like historically. a gut check, headline check. They're just not making the headlines for the bad stuff. No, they're not. Um, and another thing, though, they've never had consecutive winning seasons in Carolina. Oh, that's an interesting. That's step. crazy. It is crazy. When you think about it, a team that's been so, I don't know what to make of uh, of Ron Rivera. You don't know how uh, the players are going to respond after his firing, and you've got Dan Quinn on the other side. I think if Arthur Blank wasn't so benevolent you'd have already seen a change uh it's gonna be interesting to see division rivals with nothing to play for how they play do 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 the the falcons continue to play for their coach does carolina show some signs of life do they do they just stink it up because ron's gone and they're completely deflated Bengals browns that's one that nobody should give a shit about it's gonna be hideous state of ohio cares and you've lived in Dayton. Yes. What's the fan? Fans in Dayton are usually more Cincinnati because you're only about 45, 50 minutes north. But the state of Ohio cares about that game because in Ohio, you're either Bengals or Browns. The irony. So it's like office bragging rights. Here's the irony of, of the state of Ohio being so exceedingly passionate and good at football at the youth level, the high school <laughs> level, yeah, and I at love the college this point. level. Absolutely. They, it's almost like things just even out because their pro football has sucked. Correct. Their fans are great fans. Yes. Because their pro teams are awful. And watching a Browns-Bengals game has to be one of the most awful things on TV because orange and brown and orange and black, it's hideous. Yeah. Um, First non-losing season since 2007, all things considered, that could be the reality for the Browns. So that's why I think this is a really important game for them in state, you don't want to lose to the uh, one and whatever Bengals. The one and whatever Bengals. And if you want to actually, at the end of the year, all things considered, say, hey, it doesn't feel like we took a step forward, but we're eight and eight. Yeah. This is a big game. Dolphins, Giants, of course, coming up. That's got draft implications. Uh, you're going to want to keep an eye on that. Here's one that's big for me Jacksonville at Oakland. Terrible matchup. 
terrible matchup for scheduling the last game at the Coliseum. That's absolutely dog shit. Yes. And that is that is emblematic of the way the city of Oakland's been treated in this entire thing. Oakland is losing their team, and the last game that the black hole gets to witness is against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You could have had the Chiefs. You could have had the Chargers. The 49ers. could have had the Niners. could have had the Broncos. Yeah. Anything but the Jaguars. Don't know what the NFL was thinking. Pittsburgh, that is a letdown. Yeah, big letdown. Pittsburgh at the Jets. That's a Le'Veon Bowl. Check that one out. Falcons at Bucks, week 17. I think by then we'll know what they're going to do with Jameis. It's going to be very interesting to you see. You picked him on your fantasy team. He's on my fantasy team. He actually hasn't been too bad in fantasy, but in real football, not so much. <clears throat> Eli, week 17, send-off? I think he wins. Uh, and, and here's the biggest thing about Eli, and he's going to play here coming up on Monday night. A chance to talk about this game real quick. The line's nine and a half. I think I'm a big Eagles fan, but that line's a little big. <laughs> and, uh, and Eli coming off the bench at 116 and 116. I maintain that part of, and that's his record career, part of the reason Danny Dimes got the start was because Eli was at 500. And they didn't want him to go out with a, a sub-500 winning percentage. You think they would? that's on purpose? I think legacy really matters in that organization. I think legacy matters for Eli. And I think now, with Danny Dimes out, your hand is forced. And he's playing for his, not his legacy, but it looks a lot better if you're, if you're trying to make a case to get in the Hall of Fame. And by the way, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so I've had this debate with Patriot fans about Eli getting into the Hall of Fame. And Patriots fans say no. They say no. Oh, well. Yeah, they go nuts over this one. So then Tom, If I want to make this one Tom guy mad, lost, I just say Eli Manning's a Hall lost, of Fame. Then Tom lost twice in, in the Super Bowl to a non-Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. I think Eli goes to the Hall of Fame. But if you want to really get under a Patriot fan skin, start with, I think Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. And any Pats, well, Pats fans, I love them to death, but on... Twitter, and I almost went a whole show without referencing that godforsaken website. Um, or did I? Pat's Twitter is brutal. I'm going to go test that theory out today. I'm going to tweet that um, Eli's a Hall of Famer. Do it. Do a poll. Um, I'm going to address Pat's Twitter. Week 14 Jets host the Dolphins in the Gase Bowl. Adam Gase. <laughs> Here's one that's interesting to me because... At first, when Adam Gase left Miami and joined um, Darnold in New York, who I really like, and he's had mixed success with him, I thought to myself, okay, well, you could make case that Adam Gase was always handcuffed because he had Ryan Tannehill. Well, now it's looking the other way. It's looking like Tannehill might have been had the cuffs on him down there. And, of course, Tannehill didn't just play for Gase, I don't think. Um, but... Tannehill's lighting it up, and Gase goes up to New York with the guy who seemingly has more tools than, than, than Tannehill, and the reviews have been mixed. So, Jets, Dolphins, the Gase Bowl, week 14, coming up this Sunday. I'm excited about it. And by the way, um, it's actually in New York. The weather's not too bad. 
I like the Dolphins. I like them. You could take them on the money line. Uh, I think they are five and a half point dogs at this point. Either way, take the Dolphins. Check out the Gase Bowl. Week 15, Shanahan hosts the Falcons. That could get ugly. Uh, Shanahan has the Falcons flying all the way west to see the Niners in the Bay Area, and I think he could run up the score. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I wondered where you're going with that could get ugly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, week 16, hold on to your hats. You got the Jones-Haskins Bowl. <laughs> if he's back healthy. Uh, this is one that... Uh, that I don't know if I want to see or I don't want to see. But it's tailor-made for, for Twitter. And again, we're talking about Twitter, or the, the internet, the chatter. This is why the NFL is king. Nobody gives a shit about, you know, Wizards' sons in, uh, in March because those two, two teams are probably eliminated. Right. Um, by the way, the Suns, I think, are actually pretty decent this year, so I don't want to say that. But, like, Nobody cares about two teams who aren't going to the playoffs in March or uh, April in the NBA. In the NFL, there's always a reason to watch. And it's storylines like this. And just people will be glued into Giants, Washington team, Week 16, whoever's playing quarterback, whether it's Eli or it's Daniel Dimes. And That's such a great nickname, too. And that's what makes football so great. Now, some other ones real quick is the... Chiefs playing Chicago, which just got even more important, possibly. Um, Chiefs are gonna are, are gonna play Chicago here coming up, and it's the Trubisky Mahomes Bowl. So that is gonna that's a game that's gonna be weighing heavily on. Uh, I hope Trubisky plays well in that. game. I hope he plays really well because people are gonna use that. They're gonna use that as a. You don't need the game. It's gonna be a barometer. But you don't need to use the game. I know Patrick Mahomes is an alien. But Who still. cares if he outduels him in this game? But that's, but that's the point. That's right. what people do. Yes. So week 17, we might see Rivers' last stand. One last uh, saloon shootout for him. God, I love that guy. Uh, we also have Adrian Peterson, who's chasing a few records. Um, I think he is, let's see, is he, a, how many touchdowns shy is he of, uh, yeah, four touchdowns shy of, of, uh, I'm losing my mind. Who who's he four touchdowns shy of? Sanders, Walter Payton. Walter Payton. Yeah, he's he's four four touchdowns shy of Walter Payton. I just started naming good running backs. Yep, I think it was Walter Payton for fourth overall. So keep your eye on that. You don't know if AP is going to keep playing. Uh, he he could easily pick up four more tuds the rest of the year. Tie him. He's also 141 yards shy of uh, Curtis Martin for fifth all time in rushing. So some more reason to watch. The team in Washington, uh, as much mm. as I hate to say that. And here's a big one. CMC is on pace to end up with 2,400 yards on the year. 2,416 to be exact. And I think that might have changed since last week. But at one point, um, he was on pace to end up with about 2,400 yards. Now, Chris Johnson in 2009 racked up 2,500 Huge numbers. I think that depending on how the the Panthers play this out, and I don't know how the play calling is going to be and whatnot, you could make a case for them being out of it being a much. It makes it much more likely that he that he takes that record, um, because then you're like 
you're like, I don't give a shit about the wins. We're just going to feed this cat the ball. Yeah. The Panthers need some good news. I'd hate to ride him till the wheels fall off because that's yeah. I don't want I mean, to get injured, but I'd like to see him, him take that. Record. I'd like to see him. I'd, I'd like to see him at least at the end of the season be playing, uh, breathing down. Uh, you know, I, I hate saying it, breathing down Chris Johnson's neck. It's yeah, that's an awkward, awkward visual. visualization. Yeah, but it's I like it. Yeah, it plays. It, it plays. So whether you got AP gunning for uh, you know touchdowns or you know gunning for Curtis Martin and rushing you've got CMC chasing CJ2K um you've got a ton of games with hidden storylines it never stops in the NFL there's always a reason to watch Macon will be back next week uh and and by the next time we all talk Virginia might be ACC champs might be will be will be and everyone will love us y'all take care so without making here, um, we've got corrections that uh, that Cowboy Reed and John have thrown up here. Uh, the first one reads, Nate referenced D-O-P in reference to Spotify. We didn't know what the hell he was talking about, and we still don't. He might have meant DMP, digital music platform, but we just don't know. Uh, also... Brennan's is the place with the tur- the turtle races in in Venice Beach, uh, and I d- used to I trained out there one one year, and I used to always say I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I never went. One day I'm going to go to Brennan's to see a turtle race. Uh, one million ants weigh six point five pounds. It's about the mass of a newborn baby. Can't tell you what that looks like when they're all spread out. <laughs> but based on Google, evidently we're not the first people to ask. So that's good. Uh, oh, Seal covered the Steve Miller Band classic Fly Like an Eagle on the Space Jam soundtrack. Is that another Nate correction? Yep. Golly. Uh, I had two separate references to the Great Depression trying to shame people to toughen up, and that's a green light record. I've never referenced the Great Depression twice on a single pod. All right, y'all take care. <laughs>